You are listening to The Psychology Godfather, a podcast you cannot refuse. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your psych godfather host, George Joseph, LMHC, coming to you live from Jacksonville Beach, Florida, where it's always hot and sunny here. Ready for some some cooler temperatures. You you would think in October we might be getting cooled off, but uh, not quite yet. Hopefully soon. Anyway, today's podcast is on the topic of the power of saying no. Did you hear me? I said no. As a therapist, father, son, friend, human being, there's a lot of demands that are placed on me, especially being in the helping profession. I found that oftentimes it's very difficult to say no to people. And really it's all about if you're a people pleaser, which I think I am or I have been, saying no isn't something that comes very easily to you. So hopefully you'll learn something about saying no from this episode and it will help you to empower yourself, have better boundaries, and maybe you'll um, even sleep better at night. Who knows? So I thought I'd begin by talking about, you know, as a parent with two girls, um, you know, kids are always asking for privileges or money or the car, whatever. It's often hard to say no because you're you're their parent, you love them, and you don't want to let your kids down. But in today's society, I've noticed that with this selfie me ADD culture, everything is, you know, I want it yet right now, and it's real hard for people to say no. But if you really think about it, Every time that you say yes and you don't say no, so you say yes to someone, yes, you can have this, or yes, I'll do this with you, or whatever the case may be, it really detracts and takes away from something else. I have been there for my clients, and saying no to them instills a boundary. And a lot of times it's, it's, it's difficult, but it's the most therapeutic thing to do. It sets a good example For example, just today, someone requested to change their appointment without giving me the required 24-hour notice, which is a boundary. So rather than being a nice guy, you know, whatever their excuse was, that's fine. I said, no, they would have to be charged a late cancel fee. And without going into specifics of the case, I can tell you that this person has a history of poor boundary setting from her parents So an argument could be made that she was testing me just as she's done with her parents and her parents have been poor boundary setters. So she was testing me as a therapist. And so I said, no, and that instills a boundary. Um, Another example, our home is for sale. Please buy it. I'm just kidding. Um, actually, our home is for sale. And um, the other day, the real realtor calls, calls without giving much notice. In fact, the very same day, asking if, if he could show it or have another realtor sh- show it. And I said no. If I had said yes, I'd have to race home, straighten out the house. You know, this detracts from my job, not taking care of myself. Um, it's just, it's craziness. So how can you 
take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself? How can I take care of my clients if I don't take care of myself? When we say yes too often, as I know many people that I talk to and work with do, oftentimes it turns you into an enabler. And in my judgment, as an enabler, you in the long run end up being abused or run over or taken advantage of because of it. Now, this doesn't mean that you always have to say no, but saying no empowers you by setting a boundary of where you end and where you begin. And people will respect that and actually feel more cared about because of it. Saying yes too often is really a side effect of being a people pleaser. And everybody, all of us, I would think all of us, want to be liked and accepted. I mean, we're social beings and we all want to be loved, accepted, and popular. And how many likes do I have on Facebook? And how many friends do I have? And you know, how many uh, Twitter followers do I have? That sort of thing. We all want to be liked. But if you're saying yes too often it can become mentally exhausting and ultimately unhealthy for you and really for the relationships that you're in. You know, if you're bending over backwards and saying yes all the time, this kind of detracts from your own boundary and your own sense of individuality. Um, That said, it's a very dicey thing for a lot of people that I have worked with that have a lot of anxiety saying no because out of fear of guilt, well, I can't let so-and-so down, you know, um, I'm guilty about that, it's my parents, or fill in the blank, you know, they're my children, I gotta, you know, I feel bad for them, I'm empathetic for them. And what it also boils down to is a fear of confrontation. People tend to say yes because they're afraid to confront They're afraid of getting in an argument or a fight, and the fear of confrontation really is equal to, equals or fuels anxiety, and anxiety really is what gets us all in the way of living, and it's a a problem. Um, How can you live if if you're ruled by anxiety and you're ruled by your fear of confrontation? So... How do you say no? Well, if you're going to say no, don't pause, you know, give nonverbal cues or sigh or, you know, or stall. Just say it and get over with. And more importantly, don't lie rather than saying no. Um, A lot of people tend to tell white lies. And obviously, as children... We learn to lie as a defense mechanism to avoid consequence or punishment. And over time, this reinforces itself. In my profession, I'm quite clever at catching people lie and um, essentially do it for a living. And oftentimes when people are lying, and I point this out to them, they're actually just lying to themselves. And they are the ones in the end who will pay the price and it will come back to them, but detracts from their freedom to live and they're having a clear head and, and weighing down um, their neurotic fears and that sort of thing. So 
who knows, perhaps this is an evolutionary trait linked to survival. We're social beings and um, we all want to blend in and be accepted by the group so that we're not hurt or left behind to starve or hunted or whatever. So we, as an evolutionary process, perhaps we learn to say yes or go along with the group for survival. And if you really think about it, and I don't think this is a stretch. I was just watching a program the other day about um, World War II and the not, and Nazi Germany and, you know, watching the atrocities and what happened there. And I was thinking to myself, how could these people, these soldiers do this, you know, load people in trains and exterminate them like, you know, like roaches or whatever. And it's just, I was, you know, talking to my wife about, this is just insane. How could a person do this? I could never do that. And the more I thought about it and the more I think about it, it's all about conformity. I say to myself, I would never do, there's no way I would do that. You know, but in reality, if you look at the history of it, people tend to conform and we go along with things. We want to be accepted, even though that was, you know, pretty crazy. <laughs> and I think it can happen beyond our conscious awareness. So it's almost like an unconscious need to belong and fit in. And it can be very destructive. The need to belong does get in the way of saying no. If I say no, I might be rejected I might be negatively judged. If I were a Nazi, I'd be shot, I'm sure, killed, not liked, ridiculed, outcast. So what is it about saying no and its effect on empathy? And you know, empathy is your ability to think and feel and care for other people, sort of put yourselves in their shoes, so to speak. And if you have a lot of empathy for other people, you sympathize with them. You've sympathized with the other person, and this can become pathological and only serve to harm both you and the other person. I believe by default, women are more nurturing. I could be wrong, but I believe they are. They certainly are, and my wife, Nicole, and my family is. And she's more likely, as the nurturer and the more empathetic parent to say yes to the children than I am. Now, is this a gender stereotype? I'm not sure. I don't know. But it seems to be the case. Um, Brings to mind another example, and this happens to be a man who I work with who uh, is very giving, essentially gives away all of his money and his time to his family and never says no out of love. He's one of the most empathetic people I've ever met. But in the end, he ends up feeling cheated and used by people that he takes care of. He ends up essentially saying to me, well, they only turn to to him when they want something. And he feels very much alone because they've been taught by him to know that he will give them the shirt off his back or he'll pay for their meal or whatever the case may be. And he ends up being the one who suffers, so essentially he ends up hurting himself. He's a wonderful human being, a remarkable person, but he suffers from depression and loneliness because of his inability to say no, because of his inability to confront. So with him, 
the anxiety of confronting others, the anxiety of saying no, has resulted in his own self-suffering and, and turned him into an enabler. And it's not a happy way to live. So saying no to others is his homework. And saying yes to himself is his homework. Saying yes to himself is therapy. Therapy is the only place he seems to say yes to himself and do something for himself. Of course, his therapy is attacked by his family members because his therapist, uh, insert me, just wants his money. Like, they don't, but I do, right? So, go figure that one out. Saying no is like going to the gym for the first time. When you're fat and out of shape, it's hard, it hurts. You don't want to, you know, you get there, you don't know what to do, you're you're new, you don't fit in, it's hard, but it does get easier over time. I know I've practiced it, and with repetition, it will get easier. I've gotten to a place where I personally enjoy saying no because I've said yes my entire life, and it's really liberating to be able to say no to people. I've practiced it. I've learned and seen that it's actually more caring and loving towards people that I care about and people that I work with, and they respect you more because of it. When you start to do this, even you know one step at a time, you will feel like a weight has been lifted off your back. You'll be a better parent. You'll be better at mentoring. You'll be better at coaching your athletes or your clients. You will um, be a better employee. Um, so it, it really, to me, is very empowering, and it, it will give other people the reassurance and instill in them your sense of self-respect. Another example I've worked with and talked to some attractive people over the years who would go out on a date with someone because they didn't want to say no. And I'm like, what? Like, why are you doing that? Well, I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. You So you're going to go out on a date with this person because you don't want to hurt their feelings? Well, aren't you sending a mixed message because you're really not even interested in this person. And so it's really a disservice to yourself and the other person. And yet people are just afraid to say no. That leads to problems. I think we, I believe we all overestimate how the other person will react when we do say no. It feels like we've hurt them. We've let them down. I think we tend to exaggerate what a bad response it will be. When you say no, don't go into an elaborate explanation or explain why, you know, this, that, and the other. It deflates and detracts from your power of saying no. So don't, you don't need to explain in great lengths why you're not going to do whatever it is. Just say no. Like Nancy Reagan said, just say no to drugs, right? Personally, one of my pet peeves, um, and unfortunately, some some friends or family members, I guess, will tend to say yes to to me to do things like, you know, go golf or go shooting, whatever the case is. But then at the last minute, I will get a text saying they're not coming because they need to cut their yard or, you know, clean out their garage or something ridiculous like that. And this, of course, only serves for me not to ask them to do things with me again in the future. And then inevitably they'll come around and say, well, hey, George, uh, you didn't ask me. Why didn't you ask me? Well, uh, you back out all the time, bro. Like, 
I'm not going to ask you. So they sent, they end up setting themselves up to be rejected. And, um, I don't like to play that game. So uh, I've also in my therapy chamber, (laughs) uh, heard many stories of people catching others doing something else on social media. I don't know, like, um, what's it called? Snapchat or whatever. And they'll, have lied to their friends, usually it's teenagers or, you know, high schoolers or whatever, and found out that the other person just didn't, wasn't honest and didn't say no. And now they're hurt because they saw their story and the other person was out with another friend. So social media kind of, um, I think, underscores the importance for us to, to be honest and say no with each other. So this is a shorter episode, but I thought I would just talk about that. I thought it was, you know, it's an interesting concept and something that's very empowering. So practice it. Think about situations where you need to say no, even if it's to your boss, be polite, but you can have boundaries and say no. And in the end, you will end up having better mental health, feeling better about yourself, having better self-respect, and maybe you'll even sleep better at night. So that's it for this short episode. Hope y'all have a good week, and I'll shout at you later, and I am out. Oh, yeah, one last thing. Uh, Feel free to follow me on Twitter, but don't lie to me. Um, I'm at PsychGodfather. Uh, You can shoot me an email if you have any questions or feedback for the show at info at josephcare.net. And we'll see you later.